Hey guys, welcome to Peace of Authenticity with the Andersons. We're live every Monday morning and we want to be current and authentic and genuine in every topic that we bring for you guys. Nothing is more refreshing than when people are open and honest with their walk with God. And that's just what we want to do. We want to have conversations with you weekly that ignite you and challenge you to be the best that you can be. A lot of times we think that we have to have it all put together and we put on masks to get through our week. But here, we want to be able to just talk it out. Exactly how it comes out is exactly how it's going to be. So join in on the conversation. Okay, there's Uh-oh. that one. And okay. It's live. Live so, action. What's going on, everybody? Hi, guys. I'm going to check this. Yeah. So, Aubrey, you just say hi to everyone. Yeah. So welcome back to part two of the beautiful attitudes here on the Peace of Authenticity podcast. I hope that everybody can hear us. Do you know? Is it coming through? <gasps> okay, we're well, live. Live. Praise action. the Lord. Yeah. I have one more check, and then we're set yeah. To go. So anyway, um, we're we're so excited to share the new revelations that we have with you guys. Um, a while back, I would say. Perfect. We we did the 30-day shred that we talked about here on the podcast where we read all the way from Genesis to Revelation in 30 days. 30 it was, days. It was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was it, hard. It was complete, complete submersion <laughs> oh, into man. the Word of God. Yeah. And, I mean, that makes us sound like super spiritual. Like, oh, <laughs> but we're so cool. It's, um, it's yeah, like we're still hoping that a lot of it takes root. Um, <laughs> Amen. But, Amen but anyway, I, I got... I got stuck in Matthew chapter 5, and I also found a bunch of my dad's cassette tapes that he did an entire preaching series in 2000 about the beautiful attitudes, and it's just completely changed the way that I view Christianity, the way that I view uh, how we're supposed to be as followers of Christ. And if you remember, on Tuesday, we talked about the very first one, blessed are the poor in spirit. And, and as yeah. we're talking through this, I just want to remind everybody that, that blessed in the Bible is literally talking about, that word is talking about on the inside. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we get that confused and you say, oh, a blessed person, oh man, that person's blessed because you can see what they have. Yeah, and I and, think there's, uh, sorry, sorry, I don't want to interrupt. Oh, no, I mean, yeah. go ahead. It's just like. Yeah, no. I just feel like, because you're, you're having to explain what that what that means and it's because i think that mostly the american church but i probably other churches too have like a a obsession with like prosperity mm. and so they automatically think like yeah they're rich they're blessed you yeah. know they might be living the worst life ever but can buy a jet like it doesn't mean they're blessed yeah. so i just think that's interesting that you did need to explain it because in the christian world blessed usually means prosperity as in finances well i mean in in america we have a capitalist mindset a capitalist government where um and and thank the lord for the united states of america but what i'm saying is that the bible is is different than our viewpoint in america is way different than than anything in the hebrew or even in the greek or anything that the bible was translated from so we tend to think from our perspective that blessing has to do with stuff instead of being blessed on the inside. Mm-hmm. And so Matthew chapter 5, Jesus, seeing the crowds, he went up to the mountain and he sat down and his disciples came to him. I think it's also important that every time that Jesus taught, he sat down. And so like 
that his his attention was completely on the people that he was teaching. But mm-hmm. he opened his mouth and he taught them, saying, "This blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." And that's what we talked about on Tuesday. Being poor in spirit literally just means that I understand that I am nothing without Jesus. Yeah, fully yielding. Com- yeah, I've been completely humbled by God mm-hmm. that though we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I recognize that there is nothing special. I can accomplish nothing. Mm-hmm. I can do nothing. I can say nothing without Jesus, mm-hmm. without the grace of God in my life. That's blessed are the poor in spirit. And remember, it's blessed on the inside. And so today we're going to be talking about the next one in that line, which comes in Matthew chapter five, verse four, that says, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Mm. I think that too many times we think of mourning as, as somebody, you know, and and when you lose somebody, which my family, my family has been through a lot and there's been a lot of times in my life that I've been mourning certain things, but this is talking about, it's taking it one step further. So what you and you can't mourn properly until you become poor in spirit, Mm -hmm. which each one of these beautiful attitudes builds on the next one. So you realize that you're poor in spirit. You realize that you can accomplish nothing outside of Jesus, that you recognize your sin. You recognize that Without Christ in your life, you you don't have the moral compass mm-hmm. that you once had. You're, you're full of sin. You're full of darkness. And so then it goes to the next step. We've recognized our sin, and we move to the next step of blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. That is leaning toward mourning for sin. Mm. It's, it's recognizing and lamenting, yeah. if you will, yeah. right? That the fact that... I recognize that I'm full of sin and I am mourning that sin because mm-hmm. I can't get it right. And it and I I love this because it gives absolutely no room for pride. When you yeah. take this step, you have to fully surrender, which with that first step you're surrendering already, but to get to the second one, you can't have an ounce of pride because what you're saying is like what Isaiah said, woe is me. I am a man or a woman of unclean lips. Mm. Whoa. Because whenever I was reading That's this not this like, morning, whoa. Like, no, it's not like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, and it's not like, whoa, like what you do when you're riding your it horse. Is... You're like, whoa, this, like, whoa. <laughs> like not good people. <laughs> not good. Whoa. Yeah. There's been, there's a lot of TikTokers that might be watching. Yeah. It's not, whoa, it's not whoa. that. It's not that. Um, but it says, whenever I read that, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. I automatically thought of Isaiah 6. And in mm. Isaiah 6, Isaiah gets taken to the throne room of God. I mean, he sees the four seraphim. He sees God sitting on his throne and his train fills the temp- the train of his um, uh, robe fills the temple, the temple and mm-hmm. and there's there's smoke and like the glory of God is so overwhelming that he literally all he can say is woe to me I cried I am ruined for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the king the lord almighty if you truly see the king then you will mourn because of what Aubrey's mm. talking about the with true repentance comes the mourning of the the sin because sin keeps us away from the father and when you know who the father is you can't bear to be away from him because 
you want to know why Jesus was so upset in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was praying and he was crying out to God so much so that he was bleeding, sweating blood. It's because he couldn't bear to be away from the Father. It wasn't, oh man, all those lashes are really going to hurt. Oh man, I, I bet that took a toll. But the ultimate reason why Jesus was so lamentful was because he knew he was going to be without the Father for a certain amount of time and he couldn't bear it to know that. To be separated. Yeah. And I just, wow. It, mm. And then whenever, I think it was two weeks ago, the Lord told me to read Lamentations. So I was not the most excited I've ever been because we read that through on the 30 days. I mean, it's called Lamentations for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Lamenting isn't Lamenting. usually what we like to do. But there's this, I, this is the beautiful thing of Lamentations is, yes, it talks about like pretty much the woe is me. This is what is happening to the Israelites. You know, all these things are going to be ruined and we're going to be punished and all these things. But right smack dab in the middle of Lamentations, it talks about how God's mercies are as sure as the sunrise. And it just talks about how faithful he is to us. And then in here it says, this Lamentations 340, it says, let us examine our ways and test them. Mm -hmm. Let us return to the Lord when you truly mourn you will truly return to the Lord and his comfort comes to you. And I felt that comfort, Aubrey, whenever I was like just reading those scriptures because there's true comfort when you cry out to the Lord, whoa, I am a man of unclean lips. I am a woman of unclean lips. It's like he he just covers us hmm. and he, he embraces us. And I think, Aubrey, that's actually, that made me think of the encounter you had with the Lord where you were forever changed too. You literally felt like the yeah. Lord was, and, and you were mourning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, the the very first encounter that I ever had with the Holy Spirit, I, I remember sitting there and and I remember thinking to myself, is, is there anything in my life that's that's worth kind of being proud of? I, I remember uh, I, I had just lost my brother and you know, my hero, my, my friend, and uh, I was looking at a picture of him up uh it was like up on the screens i was in the mm -hmm. youth service at eyc and and i just remember thinking to myself man am i living the kind of life that that he that he would be proud of and i remember in that moment realizing how far from god that i really was mm -hmm. and i just began to weep and and i was on my knees and and i just began to weep and i and i just said god if you if you are who I've always been told that you are, I I need to I need to feel it. I, I need to I need something tangible, something that I can feel. And I kid you not, it, it was almost as if I felt somebody was hugging me, and mm -hmm. I opened my eyes because I was freaked out because I don't like to be hugged anyway. No, he doesn't. And and so I was freaked out, and like I turn around, and nobody is within twenty feet of me on either side, and. I, I just remember sitting there going, oh my gosh. And, but it, it felt the very passage that we're talking about. Blessed are those who mourn over their sin and recognize how far they are from God, for they shall be comforted. And what better way can we comfort somebody than by hugging them? And, and it wasn't even in the natural, like it was mm -hmm. a supernatural hug. And yeah. I, I cannot even tell you, um, uh, you know, and there might be people going, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Maybe that was just your emotions. Hey, I don't care. Either way, I felt comforted in that moment. And I came back to Jesus in that moment was because I humbled myself. I became poor in spirit. 
and then and I mourned over my sin and I was comforted. But it might not even be something personal, but but that's a that's a blanket statement. Blessed are those who mourn. Maybe not mourning for yourself, but for a family member. Yeah. Maybe somebody that you've been standing in the gap for, that you've been praying for. Oh Lord, you know, make yourself real to them. Lord, you got to show up. I just yeah. believe that they're going to come back to you. There's prodigal children everywhere. Yeah. There's there's parents, there's grandparents that are literally on their on their knees praying to the Lord for for their for the generations after them to come back to the Lord. But are you mourning that? Does their sin really get you to the deep place of mourning to where it's not just I'll pray for you, but it's it's literally like I am I'm crying my eyes out over somebody that I care about sin. And this more like that kind of makes me think to Aubrey that scripture where it's, it was just simple and it said Jesus wept. That was right before he um, resurrected Lazarus, and it was he was mourning that right. And and sometimes with mourning, what what we both realize whenever Jesus right before he did his miracles, he was filled with compassion. Yeah. And whenever you mourn for those people, you have compassion over them. You, you can't help but have compassion over them when you're mourning for someone. If you have empathy towards someone, you well, care right. for them. Not pity, though. N- yes, compassion. I, like what you said earlier yeah. when, mm-hmm. when we were talking today. Yeah, pity pity's not from the Lord, but there's empathy, there's compassion, and there's yeah. love. And that's what the Lord has called us to do. It literally says in his word, they will know that you're my followers by your love for each other. So are we showing that love for each other? Are we mourning for others, or are we just judging them from afar? Mm. Oh, wow, they've really made a mess of their life. I really hope you get you get them together, God, because there ain't no help in them. You know, is there compassion in that? Is there mourning in that? Those people, what if they're, oh, man, it's just our prayer. Prayers for people and our interceding for people out of that mourning and that compassion and that love that we're called to have, they will feel that comfort because like Aubrey, even with your situation, I know you were covered in prayers, mm-hmm. you, you know, you had that mourning experience and you had where the Lord actually comforted you by putting his arms around you. But I know you were covered in prayer by those that had compassion for you and were mourning that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I will also say that the worst possible thing that you can do to somebody that is going in through a difficult season is to show pity yeah. toward them. Um, that was one thing that for me drove me absolutely insane is I could just look at somebody in their face and I could instantly tell that they pitied me, that they felt sorry for me for what I was going to and I'm and I'm not saying it's bad to feel sorry to have compassion for someone but pity is just is kind of degrading I think in a way pity roots actually out of pride and I think when someone pities someone that pride calls forth pride out of the other because what I think what I felt sometimes when someone pities me I'm like don't pity me I'm doing fine well that's a prideful thing coming out so it's like pride calls under pride so I just I just saw that. And so mm. that's really interesting. Yeah. So, so when, when we're talking, when we're talking about mourning, right, you, you, the, you will be comforted, which you, which means you'll be drawn near mm-hmm. to God. Right. And, and Luke chapter six says, you know, blessed are those who weep for they will laugh, which I think is funny because, and actually that's the only place in the new Testament where you, where you find out that laughter is a spiritual gift. But anyway, yeah. um, it comes down to this. Mourning 
has has to do so much. It's not even just about yourself because a lot of times we sit here and think the gospel. Well, I'm good. You know, I'm going to heaven. That's that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. But but it's more. We we have to begin to mourn for our loved ones. We have to begin to mourn for our country. For yeah. uh, a lot of people, were sharing that verse that if we would just humble ourselves. And in turn from our wicked ways, yeah. that's absolutely true. But sometimes people are not going to do it for themselves. So we have to learn to mourn for others so that mm. the grace of God can be shining in our lives. But this is, this is a little bit of what it looks like. Romans chapter 9. Paul tells us, in, starting in verse 2, My heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending, unending grief. Mm. That sounds intense. Mm-hmm. Okay? Unending grief. But, but why? Okay, for my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters, I would be willing to be forever cursed, cut off from Christ if it would save them. Paul, Paul was literally expressing right there that he would be willing to give up his spiritual inheritance of heaven if it would just mean that others, his fellow Jewish brothers and sisters would come to know Christ. He would give up his now, now that's an intense mm-hmm. kind of mourning, but that's exactly what Jesus calls us to do yeah. as followers of Jesus, that we should mourn for the sins of those around us, that they, that they would only come to know the loving, saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And if they're not mourning for themselves, we have to begin to mourn for them. Maybe it's possible that the people that you have been praying for, that you've been standing in the gap for, man, I, I've been praying that that this habit or this addiction or something like that has not broken off of them because you have not humbled yourself enough mm-hmm. to mourn for them so that they can find the freedom that only comes through Christ Jesus. It made me think of what Jesus said on the cross Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I don't think mm. he just said that. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was crying. Yeah. He was yelling. I can see it like, Father, forgive them for they... He, it's, it's mourning that these people don't even know that they're kill, killing the Savior and the Messiah that they've prayed for for hundreds of years. They... Like, you know, reading Isaiah and reading all these things, they knew there was a coming Messiah and they were just blinded to it. And it's just having that mindset because like what you said, what Paul said, that is what, that's what Jesus did. I mean, Mm -hmm. Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Would, do we have that mindset whenever someone just ignorantly like blasphemes God to us or even like blasphemes us, you know, Lord help us. That'll bring out some pride. If someone says, they said, what about me? Yeah. But it's just do we have that mindset? Like this is like such a heavy convicting these videos. Usually Aubrey and I like to joke a lot, but there's just like a heaviness in this. There's, there's a, there's a, like a holiness on this that it's just so important to grasp that we first yield. Like we talked about on Tuesday and then we mourn and we repent and we pray for others with compassion and yeah. we will be comforted. And it's just such a, such a weighty topic, but the Lord's calling that forth right now in this time. We have to, we have to begin, especially, I'm not even going to, like I said last week, I'm not even going to limit it to America. I'm going to say Christians all over the world have to begin to humble themselves and get to such a place where we desperately want to see the lost 
come to Jesus that we begin to mourn for the sins of people that we don't even know, that we begin to mourn for the sins of our cities, of our states, of our nations, and that we are constantly in a pursuit of, of mourning the sin so that we can take the next step, so that people can get to know Jesus through us. And again, these beautiful attitudes, as, as we're calling them, as Billy Graham called them that, my dad called them that, and I'm just going to continue. After you say something three times, you can claim it as yours. So the, so beautiful, this is ours. <laughs> the beautiful attitudes, let's, let's always remember that these are things that Jesus said, do you want to recognize a follower of me? Do you want to mm-hmm. recognize somebody that's been reborn, somebody that's been redeemed? These are the qualities that you should look for in a person. And we cannot be afraid to mourn. We cannot stop at just at pity. We cannot stop at feeling sorry for somebody. We have to begin to weep as though it's happening to us. Like Paul says, I would be willing to be forever cut off Mm -hmm. from Christ if my fellow Jewish brothers and sisters could come to know Christ. That's a level of mourning that I've never touched. But I'm, I'm believing that if the Lord can get Paul there, then he can get us there as mm-hmm. well. And when we begin to mourn for the sins of our country and for our, for our state and for those around us, man, the, the kingdom of heaven will just unfold like we've never seen before. Uh, real quick, before we go, I just thought of something. So Paul, Paul was a Jew, right? But he was called to... The Gentiles, mm-hmm. but then he has so much compassion over the Jews. So I just felt like there was a heaviness in that. Even people that you're not called to minister to, like, oh, I'm ministered to speak to women. You're meant to have a heart for everyone, so mm-hmm. much so that you would do that. Yeah, but. yeah. So next week was it on Tuesday, Jordan? Yes, next, next Tuesday. week we are moving on to the next verse. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Listen, but this is this is what's cool about the beautiful attitudes. Each one builds off of the next. If you can't humble yourself and you can't learn to mourn for your sin and the sins around you, then you will never reach meekness. And therefore, you cannot inherit the earth as mm-hmm. we are called to do. Not mm-hmm. only inherit it, but take dominion over the earth. So we can't wait to see you next time. Thank you for joining us, everybody that was live and whoever watches it later on. We just pray that Uh, that it ministered to you. But keep going with us as we continue the series next week. You guys have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys.